Good morning. And welcome to the Monte Vista Church of Christ. Today is the one Sunday of the month that the elders have set aside for one of its members to bring a lesson from God's word. Today is my opportunity. I want to thank each of our elders for the opportunity and also for encouraging us to do so. Mitch even went one step further and said, don't worry about it, it'll be easy. <laughs> I'm not a good public speaker, actually. I'm terrified of just standing here speaking in front of you today. However, I do talk to a group about this size every day at work. But I'm usually using a microphone talking over a PA system while sitting in my chair looking outside the window in front of the airplane. So if I take a seat up here, don't worry, I'm just falling back on what I'm comfortable doing. <clears throat> Today I would like to talk to you about our journey or our pathway to heaven. Some of you know that I'm a pilot for an airline. Each year, all pilots have recurrent training. Training lasts for four days, one day in the classroom and three days in the simulator. We review and practice our aircraft system failures, including engine and hydraulic fires, smoke and passenger disruption, and even aircraft security. But most importantly, we learn to stay in the fight, meaning to stay calm and stay in control of the situation. In every classroom, we have some posters that are titled Threat Air Management, or TEM. As you can see, it has three different colors of rings. Green, it's our normal state. Low to no stress, our comfort level, everyone wants to stay in the zone. Yellow, it's a caution state. It's when stress and pressure starts to elevate to, uh, due to a non-emergency failure. A low level failure has occurred and a pilot has to make a timely decision to continue the flight. Red. Red is bad, red is an emergency. Something has happened, a major system failure has occurred, or worse, a fire. It can be, even be something small that one has allowed to manifest into a more urgent level. The purpose of this TEM, or threat air management, model is to help us get back to the standard green zone. How can we get back from a red or yellow to the green zone? Well, we have barriers, like guardrails on roads, that we can use to help prevent us from drifting off our path. Barriers are external resources such as operation manuals, checklists, and even air traffic controllers. As a pilot, especially a captain, we must be able to anticipate the path and prepare for what might happen. As Christians, our journey or path is similar. Sometimes we are in the green and then we put ourselves into the yellow or red zones. As kids or teenagers, we think we can handle anything and everything by ourselves. We like to walk along the cliff, so to speak, with no guardrails for safety. We must be prepared for the temptations and pressures of the outside world to avoid falling into the red zone. Preparation and understanding of God's word will help us stay on the right path to heaven. Proverbs 12, verse 28, Proverbs 12, verse 28 says, In the way of righteousness is life, and in its pathway there is no death. God made man as a trinity, which is in his image. The foundation of our journey as a Christian begins with our body, our soul, and our spirit. Let's begin with the body. I'd like to ask two questions. Is your body actually yours? What is the body? 
The body serves as a home to your soul and spirit. It is a temple, a holy place here on earth. If you'd like to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 through 20. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20 states, Do you not know what your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have from God? And you are not your own, for you are bought at a price, therefore glorify God in the body and in the Spirit, which are God's. The big statement or question we hear today is, who are you to say what I can and can't do with my body? We don't. But God has said, how we are to treat our body. By sinning of the flesh with another, you become one with them and not with God. <clears throat> Genesis 2 verse 7 states, let us, let us make man in our image according to his likeness. The body is made from the dust of the earth, and the Lord breathed into the nostrils. The breath of life, and man became a living being. We should honor our bodies. God expects us to take care of them. The conditions of the body or our temple will affect one's spirit and soul. By serving the Lord as Christ did, there will be those of the world that will try to deceive and even destroy you. <clears throat> Luke 12, verse 4 also states, And I say unto you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that have no more that they can do. Verse 5 states that we should fear the, the one who has the power to cast you into hell. By being worldly, we are straying away into the yellow or, in, in the, or eventually the red zones from the life that God wants us to have. If our soul and spirit is hurt, it separates us from God. We must keep our bodies clean and do not sin against the body. We have barriers, which is our, our uh, external resources to help us stay in the green zone. You can find your own guardrails, whom you associate with, friends, colleagues at work, and even family members. Second Timothy 2 verse 26 talks about being alert or avoid the snares of evil, as Satan prowls like a lion. We have a saying at work that I have also heard from other occupations, most commonly from athletes and military personnel, that the body can't go where the mind hasn't gone before. So we can control our bodies and our souls with the way that we think, being spiritually minded. That leads us to the soul. The soul, soul means breath. It expresses our personality and it's who we are as a person. Our soul or our self-consciousness and it should be a servant to our spirit. When God, through his grace, gave man his life with his breath, he also combined the bodies with our souls and spirit. Our souls or personality comes with a few different components. I'd like to speak of three. Our intellect, our free will, and our feelings. Intellect is ability to comprehend, to think, and plan. As I stated earlier, as a pilot, we must be able to look down our path and plan ahead in case of an emergency. At any point during our 500 or 3,000 mile flight, we must have a plan of action in case we have an engine failure or a security threat. We can do this with our spiritual pathways as well. As Christians, we can accomplish this by studying the scriptures for what is true or false. It can develop a person's attitude and even motives. As Christians, we are all captains of our spiritual pathways. If you'd like to turn to Proverbs 2, verses 10 through 12. Proverbs 2, verses 10 through 12. 
When the wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you and understanding will keep you. Second point of our soul is our will. It's probably the most crucial component of our soul. God has given us the gift of free will. We are allowed to make our own decisions. The ones we make today will affect us tomorrow, in one way or another, affecting our journey as Christians. Mark 8, verse 36 states, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? Third point is our feelings or emotions, possibly our most influential or volatile point, component. Comes from the heart. Feelings are based on our will and our intellect. Here we can quickly leave the green zone based on our moods or emotions. As Christians, we need to be cautious about controlling our feelings as they can influence our free will or decision making. We have barriers for, for the soul. Don't wear our feelings or emotions on our sleeve which is our Christian maturity. Family and friends all have different goals or desires. Luke 14, verses 27 and 28 says that we must bear his cross and count our costs as Christians. As Tom Bourne stated last month in his lesson, iron sharpens iron. Worship service and associating on a regular basis away from the church building with like-minded souls. Surround yourself with good to help eliminate temptations. Work or school we have to be in a worldly environment where our desires to fit in occurs, with ridicule and language, indifferences and all other temptations that surrounds us. Our third, uh, our third and final major point is the spirit. The spirit and souls are separate from one another. They're separate entities. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 states, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the division of our soul and our joints of marrow. Our, spirit were also like, our, our spirits were also created in the image of God as spiritual beings. How can we communicate with the Holy Spirit? The spirits are located deep within our body, most likely in our hearts. The spirit gives us conscience or our morals that leads us to God. It is a spiritual lifeline to God via the Holy Spirit separate it, and we are disconnected from God. Three components of our spirit, the part that discerns or our sixth sense, our conscience or our moral compass that points us to God, distinguishing and warning us between what is right and what is wrong, a place where the Holy Spirit can convict us of our sins, intuition, the perception or immediate apprehension of our truth. Second point is communication, where we hear his voice. If you'd like to turn to John chapter 6, verse 63. John 6, verse 63. It is the Spirit who gives life, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. In 1 Corinthians 2, verse 10 through 16, how God talks to us through the Holy Spirit. Not the natural man, or the common man, for he is foolish, but those who follow him. In Romans 8, verse 16, the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And fellowship with God's spirit, the third point, component, where we pray and worship God and maintain our spiritual life. We are more of a spiritual being than we are a physical being. 
Adam and Eve were created with their spirit alive in their relationship with God. Unlike Adam and Eve, our spirit is not in a relationship with God at birth. Only after our birth, our baptism, can we make a relationship alive to God. Our barriers to the, for the spirit, spiritual indifference. Revelation 3 warns the Christians at Laodicea about being lukewarm. They may be good people, but they're not being fully committed to God. We must be connected to God. We do that through our baptism. John 8, verse 51, If anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. <clears throat> and in conclusion, we have tools to help us stay committed or in the green zone. We must follow our barriers, the tools that we have. The Bible. We must study our manual, be diligent or persistent to learning and reading the scriptures. We must seek out God's word. We must seek out God's knowledge. Follow God's flight plan. We must walk in the way of the Lord. We must care for our bodies, our soul, and our spirit. Staying connected to Christians. We should be willing to support and lift each other up. Iron sharpens iron. We have our elders who are more than eager to help, to study, to pray, and for our guidance. Our prayer life, is it daily? Is it a way of life for us? Or is it just when we're in need? Some may be intimidated or don't know what one should say in a prayer. Well, the Holy Spirit helps with that as well. Romans 8, verse 26 and 27 Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us, with groaning which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows that what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercessions for the saints according to the will of God. But most importantly of all, to gain that connection with God, we must be baptized. If you have fallen into the red zone or away from the Lord, now is the time to come forward for the forgiveness of sins. Please stand for the invitation song.